Oh, ho, ho, ho. What is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. On the show today, Jimmy Clausen. That's right, a Christmas miracle. We're talking Jimmy Clausen, everybody. I'm going to be interviewing a Spicy Tamale, Madison Davis, very funny comedian. And uh, Jimmy Clausen, let's talk about him. Notre Dame, Carolina, Chicago, Baltimore. This man wore your colors. This episode's for you. And I'm, and I'm asking something of you, too. I'm asking you not to hate Jimmy Clausen for an hour because it's pretty easy. Other things that are covered on this podcast, and it is a big one, guys. It's a Christmas spectacular. I misquote a country song. I welcome my first sponsor for the podcast. I talk about Lori Laughlin pleasuring women in prison. It's a big day for us here, okay? In about two minutes, you're going to hear a noise come from my stomach that sounds like an alien is using my body as a host. It's an interesting show through and through. Thank you for listening. You guys know what to do. If you're liking the show, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Write me a review on iTunes. Five-star review. That is always very helpful. That's probably it. You guys get what it is, right? Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. I don't give a shit. Enjoy the show. Thanks for being here, and let's get this thing started. This is Bringing the Backups with Eric Helwig. It's another episode of the podcast. How exciting for everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. The week of our Lord, the week of a, a bearded white man from Saudi Arabia that died for our sins. Did I get that right? Does that all make sense? It all checks out? That's how I understand it. Oh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a new strand of coronavirus in London. All right, I guess, I don't know, day to day it seems like we're either out of here or we're not. I can't make up my mind. I don't know. What I do know is that my microphone was too loud. Now it's a little bit lower. Is that better? Did it hurt your ears? Uh, Eric's, uh, where in the world is the guy that hosts the podcast? That's two songs in the first 15 seconds. I think last time I, I spoke to you fine fine listeners i was in long island well no longer all right now i'm in the home of my father the fo- the house my father built and yes by built i mean he went to work earned money and paid for a home he paid for this home in blood sweat and tears mostly tears i'm kidding this episode we're going to be talking about jimmy clausen you know on christmas i wanted to gift you guys with a quarterback that seems pretty much universally hated by everywhere he played with the exception of south bend indiana carolina panthers fans i don't even know how you guys are doing this year you got teddy bridgewater who i liked one old one glove teddy teddy bridgewater looks like michael jackson in thriller with that one glove. Can you guys hear my stomach rumbling on this? This is a bad start to the podcast. I don't know how else to quantify this other than to say it's, what time are we looking at? It's Monday at 11 o'clock. I'm recording this on a for a Tuesday release. So you're getting my thoughts right up to release. Sometimes I'll do these things a couple days in advance. 
give myself a little time to edit and live my life, but not this time. I'm, I'm right up to the deadline, like a journalist trying to, you know, get in before. I tried to not to say deadline there in the beginning and the end of a sentence, but then I just left it hanging in a really weird way for everybody. But yeah, getting this one in under the wire, trying to keep on that. <laughs> you, think in, you think in every other week schedule for a podcast would be doable, but man, it, this one's been uh, this one's been tough, as you guys know. To fill you in on the on the journey, the wife and I we came back east to see family and visit. You know, the plan being to see everybody once early on the trip and then once during Christmas. But as it happens. With this whole corona thing and being safe and distancing, you know, situations have come up and it looks like looks like we're just going to be hanging out at my dad's here for a week for Christmas, which is cool. So, you know, now it's countdown to trip back to Los Angeles. We're going to go across the country three times in our car within the course of two years. Is that normal? I mean, I guess it is normal because trucking is actually the, uh, I think it's the biggest job in the country. Isn't this seems like it might be true? I don't know. I watched a lot of Andrew Yang videos where he's hugging truckers. So in my mind, you're either a podcaster or a trucker. Like those are the only two jobs in the country. Yeah, you're either a comedian, you're a lawyer. Or you uh, work for Walmart. I, I don't think there's any... I think we've made it in the country so that there's nothing else you can do besides those three jobs. I had to go get some stuff at Home Depot a couple days ago. And when you go into Home Depot, they're just... They're, they don't even try to help you anymore. It's like I've been to hardware stores. You, you walk in, there's a guy there with a beard who's, you know, his father's name is on the front of the store. And he's like, what can I help you with? I'm like, I need some cedar. And obviously this is a fake story because I've never needed cedar in my life. But he's like, let me show you where the cedar is. My grandfather pulled this out of his asshole in World War II. And it's some beautiful story. And everything has a meaning and a purpose in the store. And, you know, he grew up playing there as a kid. And now, you know, he runs it. That's the local hardware store. When you go to Home Depot, there's 35 people there that would love nothing more than to pretend like you don't have a question for them. Okay, that's number one. You have to ask 17 different people like where electrical is. And then when it's time to check out, they make you scan it yourself. And not even like the dignity of the CVS scan where it, it, the scanner's on the machine and you just kind of glide it over. No, they make you pick up a scanner and find it on the box and press the button. Like like I work there. And I asked the dude, like, why why would you do this to me? Like, I act like the guy that works at the front of Home Depot owns 500 storefronts. He's like, it's for COVID safety. We have you scan your own thing, which is idiotic because it's more dangerous to have 50 people grabbing the scanner than have one person do it. But that's probably the corporate line they give them to make people feel better about automating away every job they possibly can because Home Depot doesn't give a shit about doing anything other than improving their bottom line. They're not trying to give people careers. They're trying to reduce jobs. (sighs) Jimmy Clausen, quarterback for uh, (laughs) – 
I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's like I, it's hard. You know what it is too. I'll I'll say this. My uh, family member of mine today. I, uh, they're flipping a house, you know, and it's weird. Like during the pandemic, I have, you know, I'm starting this podcast. A lot of people in my family have, I love it because I love it. This thing about my family, they're, uh, ingenuity, ingenuitous. Liz, what's that word? All right. Don't worry about it. We're an adaptable family evident in everything other than how I couldn't finish this very sentence. And so my sister was I not supposed to say my sister? I'll just bleep out sister. I mean, you guys will probably figure it out. It's sister. I guess you can know it's my sister. My sister started flipping houses, so we went to go check out a house. And it's so cool. It's like they have like their fingerprint on everything they're doing in this place. You know, they're making money, but they're doing something. Like they're literally working with their hands. Like we're getting back to a good place. And it's such a good business model to not have a boss. You make your own hours. You work as much as you want to. And you take pride in what you do. You build a good home for somebody. So that's what my sister's doing. We went up and checked out the property today in an unnamed eastern seaboard state. And then my brother-in-law goes, yeah, you know, we, uh, we try to pick up some stuff at the local place. And I was like, ah, that's, a, you know, that's, that, that's a selling point for me. If I'm trying to buy a house and there's a flipper and he's like, yeah, I go to the local guy when I need equipment. It's a little more money, but I try to take care of my neighbor. That's what this country needs right now, you know? It needs people with no money spending more money at local shops. Is this is this condescending enough? All right. Jimmy Clausen is easily the most unlikable quarterback I've selected to do this podcast so far. And Carolina Panthers fans have got to know that. I know you guys can't be fans of one in nine in his rookie year with three touchdowns and forty eight thousand interceptions. In 10 games. Although maybe you can because the team was so bad. They went, what, what was it, 1-15 and 15 or 2-14 and 14 that year? The team was so bad you got Cam Newton. Which I guess, you know, everybody screwed up in the long run. But you got a Super Bowl out of it. He should have dove on the ball. Let's not get into it. Still a great quarterback. But yeah, Jimmy Clausen, he's the, you know, God bless the broken heart that led me to you. I mean, this guy... Whew, he was rough to watch. And then you, you the more you read about Jimmy Clausen, the more and more it seems like the plot line of the prestige. Like it's like a magic trick that he got drafted in the second round, right? Like he <laughs> the, the most the, the most crazy fact about him is that his parents held him back intentionally so he would dominate younger competition in high school, which got him into a better college, you know, Notre Dame, and then at Notre Dame he's older. It's so brilliant. You know, like, Lori Laughlin is going to listen to this podcast and be like, fuck, I could have just done that. Save myself eating pussy in a woman's prison. Like, that's what she had to do because she didn't do it smart. But Jimmy Clausen's parents did it the right way. All right, they got him. <laughs> they have He's like a 30-year-old man playing peewee football, so Notre Dame picks him up. And the other thing I'll say about any guy that gets paid in the NFL is, like, Good for you for getting paid. Like, I'm not going to begrudge somebody for getting paid, but you have to admire the the moxie of his parents. I really should have called this podcast, Let's Talk About Jimmy Clausen's Parents Holding Him Back a Year, because it really is amazing. Jimmy Clausen's got two brothers, Rick and, you know, something else. Who cares? But they both played at Tennessee. 
Casey. Let's say Casey. It seems like it's Casey. You, you know, the least I could have done was pull up his Wikipedia page. Let's just do that right now so I feel a little more informed about Jimmy Clausen's career. Where is he from? Ohio? I want to say he's from Ohio. Let's look at his high school career. Nope, California. <laughs> Not even close. Westlake Village. Maybe that's close to where I am. I don't know. He's obviously, they're all great in high school. He's better because he's, you know, 35. Goes to, oh, he's right. I was right. Casey and Rick. Those are his brothers. Older brothers. Played at Tennessee. And then, yeah, Jimmy Clausen goes to Notre Dame where he is the best player on crappy Notre Dame teams, right? I mean, this is in the uh, the Charlie Weiss era where it's, you know, do, you know, do I spend another hour working on a game plan here or do I eat seven cheeseburgers? Well, Charlie Weiss was a, a big dude, a bad coach, messed up uh, in order to him, got fired. I think I think he got fired while Clawson was there. But Clawson played well enough against, you know, children as a grown man to leave after his junior season. And it seems, I, I will say this too, it seems like, Especially that 2009 season at Notre Dame where he threw like 30 touchdowns and no interceptions. It doesn't seem like uh, fighting Irish fans are resentful of him. Like when you go on YouTube and look up Jimmy Clausen, Notre Dame highlights, it's all positive comments. Anything after he gets drafted, people are trashing him hard. He gets hard trashings. That starts with the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to get to the Carolina Panthers and their uh, the break he did not get from their fan base, which is, uh, to say the least, we're going to get to that after uh, a little bit of promo work here. And you guys know how it works. I, uh, I'm tired of telling you guys what I need to make this show a winner. All right, right now, I'm the Jimmy Clausen of podcasts. All right, I got to get more people listening to this. So... I've got somebody here that will make a more compelling argument than I will. And that's a, uh, a family member I've coerced into uh, doing a bit on the show. So here we go. If you want something done right, you need to do it yourself. Unless it's telling your audience how to support your podcast, because that shit gets old real quick. I think you should outsource it. And that's what I've done. Welcome to my friends and family plug my show. These are real people with real reasons why you should support me. I hope you listen, I hope you hear, and I do hope you support. Hi, I'm Eric's brother-in-law. Eric needs you to go to erichelwig.com and get on his newsletter so he can pester you with his annoying online shows every month until the pandemic is over. I've seen these things, and I'd rather see Jeffrey Tubin whack off on Zoom than watch Eric hunched over his laptop whispering shitty jokes into his MacBook. Eric also needs you to rate his podcast five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts. So do that if you want it, erichelwig.com. You know, uh, when I had my brother-in-law record that, uh, Jeffrey Tubin was much more in the news. So that's a little less topical now that it's aged a couple uh, couple weeks. But what are you going to do? You remember Jeffrey Tubin jerking off on Zoom? It happens to the best of us. So Jimmy Clausen gets drafted by the Carolina Panthers and uh, he's supposed to back up, and who knows? You know, you always can play that game of, you know, it's the butterfly effect. If a butterfly flaps his wings in Shanghai, you know, do I become a trans woman? Like, it's you don't know. You can't know. So he's supposed to back up Matt Moore, 
his rookie season. But Matt Moore gets injured, suffers a concussion. In comes Jimmy Clausen, and he just, I mean, really sucks. He's, he sucks. There's no other nice way to say it. He's bad. Uh, he gets benched after like four or five games, and then he's like back in and out of the lineup. But yeah, he just has a terrible season. Three touchdowns, nine interceptions, one and nine as a starter, sacked over 30 times, fumbles like every other play. Not a good rookie season. Now, he doesn't. He's with the Panthers for two or three more seasons, but never plays another snap because they draft our boy Cam Newton, and then bring in Derek Anderson the next season. They bring in Cam Newton and Derek Anderson and make Clawson third string. Literally, Clawson never plays again. Does not impress with his time in uh, in Carolina. And it, I don't know if I'm a Panthers fan. I mean, you guys tell me. I know your guys' hashtag is keep pounding. I guess. I mean, I, I that could also be a hashtag on Pornhub, but apparently that's what you guys say in regards to your team. Keep pounding. I mean, can you be anything other than thankful for Jimmy Clausen? If you really look back at it, you think of all the great years Steve Smith had catching passes from Cam. Is Jimmy Clausen the, the man who delivered that to you? Is he your Santa Claus for your years 2011 up to 2019? Do you like that little tie-in with... Jimmy Clausen to Santa Claus. Clausen kind of sounds like Claus. Uh-oh, is that going to be the pun for the show when I put it on Apple Podcast? I don't know. It is. You know, like like I said, like it, it really is that country song. God bless the broken road that led me to you. I mean, well, if you're going to be bad, suck. If you're going to be bad, suck. I mean, look, take this from a Philly fan, okay? I love the Sixers. They tanked it up. I, tell, I don't know what, like... Every year, there should be the two teams that play in the NBA Finals, and everybody else should be tanking. Like, I should be starting for the Memphis Grizzlies right now, whatever team is hopeless. What's the most hopeless team? Probably the Charlotte Hornets. Again, no offense. I know I'm going a little hard on my Charlotte fans, but the Hornets, I mean, come on. I also found out recently, I think, was this on the podcast? Was this last week? I can't remember. I hope I'm not repeating a podcast, but apparently Bobcats are very local to Charlotte. So when you guys were the Charlotte Bobcats, you know, because you got the Appalachian Mountains, I guess, in North Carolina, there's a Bobcat problem there. You know, I, not like in Charlotte. Like you're not going to like find a Bobcat like downtown. But, you know, you guys had, I don't know, I guess I always thought Bobcats was just like a stupid name, like... Like the Seattle Swirl, like one of those WNBA names, but like I, I didn't realize it was like actually had something to do with what's going on locally. But like the LA Coyotes would be a cool name because there's actually you know Coyotes appear in LA sometimes. I always tell myself I think my dog could take a coyote. I mean you know Gordon, you guys know Gordon. I've I mention him every show. Strong dog. If I say his name a couple more times, he'll probably come walking over. You'll hear it. It's very cute. Clawson goes to the Bears next. And I'm going to tell you about the Bears. But I'm going to tell you about the Bears after a pre-planned bid. Do you guys like that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, plan out the show a little bit more? I mean, it barely. I mean, I'm hanging by a thread here. But I am going to do a pre-planned bit right now because it's about that time in the show. So here it comes. You guys are familiar with this bit. I think you know how it goes. Bring in the backups presents Letters Home from the Bench. November 2nd. 
1988. Mark Vlasic writes, Dear Virginia, The San Diego Chargers have elucidated to me that I am not in their plans. I have conscripted to drown my wretchedness not in whiskey, not in bodily fluids at the proximate house of ill repute, but in pickle juice. Virginia, you have long fathomed the love that I have for pickles. I recollect pickling cucumbers alongside my Mima and Peepaw as we... Wait a minute. This jaw brandishes the name Vlasic. My own namesake. Is this an arbitrary synchronism that a company with my name makes my most cherished pickles? Or did I enter a fugue stupor and birth a pickle company during my football career? The unvarnished truth appears evident. I'm leaving you, Virginia. I'm a pickle proprietor now. Unrelated addendum. I endured six concussions in yesterday's bygone practice, but that serves no matter today. Goodbye, Virginia. Mmm. I ate a whole thing of licorice before the show, and I am feeling it right now, team. <laughs> Letters home from the bench. I get the I get the most response from that bit, which you know I guess I mean you know, I'll, I'll keep doing it. Nobody ever is like you know what part I like of your podcast. I like the part that requires uh, no editing or work from you. I've been editing my stuff lately, and you know I don't know if, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but the movie Clueless is very uh, informative of my comedy. Although I don't ever remember watching the movie Clueless, but just based on how often I have to edit out the word like in these goddamn recordings. Apparently, I am a, a valley girl from uh, from the 1990 Alicia Silverstone film. Speaking of uh, dumbasses from the valley, Jimmy Clausen. Hey, yo. I don't know if he's from the valley. And he's probably, maybe he's a smart guy. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. Uh, I saw a video of him helping out Baker Mayfield. You go on YouTube, you see like they're like Baker Mayfield getting ready for the combine. So this would have been a couple years ago. And who is it? It's our boy JC. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh Jimmy Clausen is right there helping him out, you know? Here comes Jimmy Clausen. Right down Jimmy Clausen Lane. So the Panthers get rid of him after 2012, and he goes to the Bears, which is should happen. You know, remember, he's he's older because his parents held him back, so this is his fourth year in the league. At this point, Jimmy is, uh, you know, 59. And uh, he's there to compete with Jordan Palmer for second string, and he wins behind Jay Cutler and then eventually takes over the starting position for Jay Cutler and has, like, one good game in a loss against the Lions where he throws two touchdowns. And you're like, two touchdowns? Hey, yo, this guy, he's coming back. And then he uh, gets a concussion, and that's the end of his season. Now, this is the thing where, like, if he doesn't get the concussion, maybe he's able to impress a little bit more. But doesn't happen. Comes back on a one-year deal the next year and uh, isn't very good. That's that. He gets waived in uh, 2015. He actually gets waived by John Fox, who was his coach in Carolina. Maybe he got fired. I don't know why Fox left Carolina. But he comes to the Bears – and there, there's his, there's his man, 
Jimmy Clausen waiting for him, and so he cuts him. And here's the thing. The Ravens, I love this. The Ravens swoop in and pick him up the next day. He's cut on November 23rd, 2015. Picked up on November 24th, 2015. Day later. That is some good rebound sex right there. I mean, my God. I mean, could you ask for something better when you get cut? Boom, next day. That's a good situation for a man or woman. You get dumped, and you're getting laid within 24 hours. It might be worth it even if you lost true love. If you can hit a rebound that quick, good for you. And his rebound, he's got a little bit of... uh, a little bit of zhuzh, zhuzh in this rebound, too, I'll say. You know, it's, this ends up becoming a, a full relationship, you know, that also doesn't work, but that happens. But he throws. Get ready for this. Y'all ready for this. Throws a Hail Mary in a game for the Ravens. That's pretty cool. I'll take that. He look, I'm looking at his stats here. His total career stats. He's got seven touchdowns and 14 interceptions, a rating of 61.9, and 100 yards rushing on 37 attempts. So bad. But still, it's seven years in the NFL getting paid. People remember you. That's nice. You know, He has a legacy. Now, again, not a good one. Again, he does have a good legacy with the Irish, though. I wonder if he could go back if he's like, would I go back for my senior season? That's an interesting question. I'd love to ask one of these quarterbacks who will truly never come on the show. But if they did, that's what I would ask them. I'd be like, what would you do different? What's the moment that you think like, ah, that w- that could have been the breakthrough point had this thing turned, had this move gone? I, mean, I remember back to the Kelly Holcomb episode, episode five. I am referencing my previous work. Go check out these other episodes, guys. They're all evergreen, and they're probably better than this one. I think this one's kind of sucking so far. But in the Kelly Holcomb episode, there's a play in the playoff game where Dennis Northcutt drops a first down with two minutes left that would have sealed the game. It's like that changes so much in Cleveland sports history. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs. They advance the next round. Do they keep going? Do they Nick Foles it? Is every sandwich in Cleveland named after Kelly Holcomb now? One play. What's the play for Jimmy Clausen? You know, confidence is such a such a fragile thing. You know, it comes, it goes. Was there a moment that he had that confidence? You know, probably when he's Heisman pushing away a child five years younger than him as a freshman in high school. Like, how can he get that back? You know, I was uh, playing basketball with my nephew. And, you know, I'm a new, uh, I'm a new uncle. You know, I got a lot of nieces and nephews. They're all young kids. And, uh, you know, I became an uncle when I got married. This is dumb. Do I need to walk people through this? I'm a new uncle. You get it. And I've never, like, I've never played a game of basketball with a kid before. Where I'm, you know what I mean? Like, where he's like, Uncle Eric, let's play basketball. I'm like, okay. And I'm like... Do I just stuff him on every time he comes to the hoop? Like, how do you... I don't know how to dial it back enough to, like, keep it competitive. Because I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather... He's still kicking, by the way. My grandfather used to play me in this game called Petanque. It's like French bocce ball. And he would, like, he'd be like, Oh, you throw the cushionet, and we throw the cushionet, and we throw these balls. And, and he would just wreck me as a kid. Like, he never let me win. I've literally never beaten him. 
I, mean, I could beat him now because he's old as fuck, but even he, I told him, I was like, do you want to play Patonk? He's like, this would not be a fair competition. My arm is not working. But, like, I, he's, I've never beaten him. We played all the time as a kid. He, he never gave me an inch. So when I was playing with my nephew, I was like, I'm not going to do it. My, I'm not going to just destroy my nephew. So we started playing basketball. I, I let him play, and he beats me. And he doesn't really beat me. You know, like, I pull back, and he wins. You know, I let him get too far ahead, and he's like, he's played a little bit of basketball. Like, he's, you know, he's 11. Like, he can shoot. Hits a miracle shot at the end after I've given him the first couple rounds, and he, he beat me. I'm three times his age. This is a horrifying development. So I just, like, kind of, like, stew about it, and I'm like, I guess I just, I haven't found that sweet spot. And so then, like, the next day, he's like, you want to play basketball again? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I, I, uh, this time I took off my sweatshirt, and I put on basketball shorts, and I beat him 10 to nothing. And I did what my grandfather did. And let me tell you guys right now, crushing an 11-year-old, no guilt at all. The best feeling, I don't know why I didn't do it right from the start. I think, and I, now I think it's almost, it's almost crueler, because now he knows that his first victory really meant nothing. It was just me figuring out the gauge. You know, am I gonna go? Am I gonna go full effort? Am I gonna go no effort and let the kid win, or am I gonna find that easy middle spot? You know, that easy, the, the thing in the middle. You know, I'm a Libra. I'm very much, very much about balance. Except in this instance, which I'm not. I'm like now, I'm I'm gonna go full bore, and he's never gonna beat me again. And none of my nephews will ever. He's the only one that will ever know. He'll tell tale of that when he's older. I beat Uncle Eric. One game when he didn't know how to be an uncle, I beat him. It was, I didn't appreciate it in the moment. I thought maybe he just really sucks at basketball and he's getting winded too easily. I remember. These nephews are never scoring a point on me ever again. All right? Savor the flavor because it sure as shit will never happen again. I'm never losing. Until they get taller than me. <laughs> which, in which case, uh, I'm a five foot nine. White dude, okay? They can beat me. Just got to get a little taller. No, man, I was throwing elbows in the second game. I, I was not. I was playing for keeps. I was talking trash. It, 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 it could not have been fun. Could not have been fun for him. But that's what I say. Like, I kind of understand what Jimmy Clausen did. You know, like I said, I, I keep going back to it. It's, it's a brilliant move. It's a brilliant move to make your kid two years older than the kids he's playing against. I mean, could you... Why hasn't anybody else thought of this? Whoever, if, if there's somebody right now listening to this podcast who has a kid that has any type of football talent, any type of football talent, hold them back right now. Make sure they get really good at, you know, pre-algebra or whatever you're supposed to be learning in eighth grade. Just hold them back. <laughs> Let that puberty kick in six months early for their freshman season. That's what you want. They're going to be starting. If they're any good at all, they're going to start freshman year. All right, time for another one of these pre-planned bits I love so much. Uh, enjoy this uh, this old chestnut. Welcome back to another edition of On This Day in Backup History. Today's quarterback is Mark Vlasic, the guy from the last bit in a lazy callback involving backup quarterback. Seven-year NFL veteran Mark Vlasic was cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a move they called 
weeding out that guy who won't shut up about pickles. In a revenge plot, Vlasic plugged the exhaust pipe of his quarterback coach's car with a Vlasic pickle, causing his death. Vlasic was never caught, and as most killers do, he grew confident that he could kill again, using Vlasic pickles as a murder weapon he could eat afterwards. The Perfect Crime All right, that's a callback, everybody. You like it? I'm so happy I called back a bit. Mark Vlasic appearing twice in the podcast. Will he appear a third time? We'll never know. You got to keep listening. You got to keep listening. Thank you, everybody, for uh, who reviewed my podcast this past week. I got a ton of reviews on the last episode on uh, Apple Podcasts, which I appreciate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, like ten. That's awesome. Please continue doing that if you're listening right now. I know I already had my brother-in-law. By the way, the brother-in-law that did the uh, the ad was not the same brother-in-law that built the house. I have multiple brother-in-laws. I got a big family, everyone. I got a big family, and I'm trying to see all of them on my Give Your Loved Ones COVID Tour 2020. Now, some of these, uh, you're like, listen to this, listen to this review. I love this one. Love the show. I got hooked with the most recent episode of the original RG3. Yes, Sexy Rexy Grossman. Also, the Rosenfels is awesome as well. Definitely subscribe and listen, folks. Look at that. They even wrote in the review to tell other people to do it. That is my type of review. Thank you, Big Cheesehead124. I'll tell you what's happening is, you know, I'm, I'm finding every episode, I'm finding the fan base of that team Whatever team the quarterback had the most memorable moment in, those are the people that are those are the people that are listening. You know, I don't, and I think they're, I think they continue to listen. But all the reviews, it's like five reviews from Chicago people, seven reviews from Houston people, twelve reviews from Philly people. It's like all the names of the. It's very clear that's what's happening. But I, like I said, I do not care. I thank everybody who's written a review. If you're listening now and you're liking it, you know what to do. Get to Apple Podcast. Write me that five-star review. Help a brother out. I do have another big announcement before we get to our interview for the day, which is going to be with a very funny uh, very funny woman who's a friend of mine, Madison Davis. Excited to have her on the show. And we're going to be doing that in just a little bit. But we actually have, get ready for it, our first sponsor for the podcast. Oh, yeah. I couldn't go too long without making money. So I'm making some money. And I got a huge, legitimately, I got a huge sponsor for the first podcast. I don't know how I got them, but I got Clausen Pickles. You know, like pickles? There's Clausen Pickles, and I'm doing Jimmy Clausen today's episode. I got Clausen Pickles to do an ad on my podcast. Isn't that crazy? Pretty, pretty cool. And, as if that's not enough, I got Jimmy Clausen to do the ad. Have I led into the bit enough? Great, you got it. The first ad for bringing the backups. Check it out, guys. Hi, I'm former NFL quarterback Jimmy Clausen. I hope you're enjoying this podcast about me. When I'm not playing football, I'm eating pickles. And when I'm eating pickles, I'm eating Clausen. Now, I know what you're thinking. Even though the spelling of my name in Kloss and Pickles is off by a letter, it's still my favorite. And I... Who's that? Is someone there? 
Anyway, I love Kloss and Pickles, and I'll never... Uh, is that Mark Vlasic? Mark, why are you standing in the shadows holding a pickle? Now you're walking to... No, Mark, don't! No! Oh. I'm former NFL quarterback and two-time murderer Mark Vlasic. I hope you're enjoying the third beat of this joke. Oh, sounds like the cops are here. Remember, when you're in a pickle, make it a Vlasic. Merry Christmas! How about that? A three-part bit? Oh! No ads for the show yet. I'm <laughs> putting that off. It's a lot of work to organize that stuff. And I'm, you know, I got goals on how many people are listening before I go to ads. So who knows when that'll happen right now. But the best thing you can do, since this is coming to you free, is to, you know, go do all that shit my brother in law told you before. Go to my website, review the podcast. You got it. Was it clear in the bit that he's eating the pickle? Because I established that in the on this day that he eats the murder weapon. So he beats hypothetical fake Jimmy Clausen to death, takes a bite of the pickle, beats the corpse, finishes the pickle, and then delivers an ad for Vlasic Pickles. I'm in a dark place. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm doing murder bits on my show about backup quarterbacks. Things have been weird back home. But look, the good news is everybody staying safe, following these COVID protocols, seeing family when we can. You know, driving my dog insane by having him sleep in a different place every two nights. The truth is, it's coming to an end. By the next time you hear me, I don't, I could be back in LA. I say this every week. I'm like, I don't know where it'll be. It could be in LA. I could be traveling across the country. That's also a very possible thing that could happen as well. I could be in Memphis, uh, Amarillo, Texas. Lake Tahoe. There's a lot of options, and uh, none of them are going to be interesting as I think of names of places in the city. So I'm going to get to the interview we have for the show, and I actually really, really love the interview. So Madison Davis is uh, my friend in Los Angeles. We actually run a show, her, I, and Rob Stern, called Barely Making It L.A. That show used to be in New York. Now it's in L.A. Now, Now it's nowhere, and it hasn't been anywhere for 10 months. But before that, I was seeing Madison at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, to plan the show and hang out. And then, you know, pandemic hits and you, you, you don't see anybody. This is our first time really catching up was on the podcast, and it was great to have her on. If you want to find her on Instagram, you can do that by uh, going to her handle, which is Secret Agent Pussy Pants, <laughs> which I've never had to say out loud before. But you can find Madison at uh, Secret Agent Pussy Pants on Instagram. We were really happy to have her on the show. Let's enjoy the interview. Yeah, how are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think the last time me, you, and Rob hopped on a call and caught up. I feel like it was very early in the pandemic. Yeah, we hired someone. <laughs> or we were like... Yeah, in the future, we'll be able to pay you. And I'm like, I made $44 on Monday. 
we literally hired her the week that everything shut down. Yeah, thinking that it would probably last like three months. <sighs> I'm sure our show will come back at some point, but I'm not even. I'm not even like. I'm not even thinking about it. I know. Like, yeah, me neither. I'm, like, I'm thinking about. I don't want to go to work tonight. Are you get so your restaurant only does delivery and takeout? Yeah, the amazing thing is that people still call and ask for reservations. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. And it's my favorite thing to be like, no, I'm sorry, we're closed because of the pandemic. You know. <laughs> yeah, like it, like that's, it's news to the person. Happening. I don't know. Like I, the I've only had time I get to like pretty much be a total dick. I've definitely had moments where I just forget it's a pandemic. I think some people are very much ready to adapt into, yeah, we'll, I'll just wear a mask for a couple of years, but it still feels weird to me to put all that stuff on. It's not, it's an extra thought in my head that is not, I'm the kind of person that would call the restaurant. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty used to it. Now I'm driving home and I forget I have the shit on. But my favorite thing are like how people act when people don't have masks on that are like absolutely on the other end of insane. Like a woman came into a store and was like, there's somebody smoking outside without a mask on. And the woman was like, well, I don't know how they would smoke with a mask on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just loved that. It's pretty uh, awesome. I was in the Outer Banks for a little bit. And yeah, I went there, I went during the off season. So nobody's there. So we got to, we went to like an outdoor restaurant, which was the first time we'd eaten out in whatever, how long, however, however long it's been, 10 months. You, it, it feels like you're doing heroin. Like I've never done heroin. I guess I shouldn't say that, but like, it's so risky. <laughs> like what's going to happen? I, I mean, mean we, if your waiter has to wear a big plastic sheet over their face, it's fucking weird. <laughs> In the outer banks, like we researched it, there was only like six COVID cases the whole time. Or they had some crazy number where again, like it's not a real town. Like it's just a beach town. No, that's it's not a real empty. Place. Exactly. It's a fake place. It's not real. <laughs> so we we were like we took the risk did the one night out at a mexican restaurant outdoors and it was uh i don't know it was fun i'll be i'll be honest mexican food in north carolina when you just left california yeah that's you know i was like with you, you wanted to be disappointed you didn't want to like it i was with my family they made the choice so i, I can't take ownership of the crappy cuisine choice you, did you go to the, I mean, you're from North Carolina. Did you go to the Outer Banks a lot? Like, are you familiar with the type of people that live there year round? I am familiar with the people just because they moved from Wilmington to be there just to surf when it's cold. Mm -hmm. But no, I didn't go there often because that is kind of a rich place to be. I think it is. My, my father's wealthy. You can look behind me and see his nice portraits and know that he's doing all right in the financial yeah you're doing great if you're a dad and you have at least one nice horse painting <laughs> well these are this is like so interesting for audio listeners to hear me describe paintings they can't see but if you look behind me it's all war paintings like my dad's in the army so this is like a battle from the civil war and then that yeah, was a, that... every dad knows that the only kind of art there is is war paintings and horse paintings oh my so God. when you combine the two that's peak it's there's a lot of men on horses ordering other men into battle. <laughs> I've been with I've actually had a good time hanging out with my dad in the house. We're getting along very well, but we're also just making it very much about not talking about things we disagree about and just cooking healthy food and playing with my dog. 
it's it's honestly like the, it's the relationship we should have been trying to have when I was 21 years old, which was not immediately go at each other, but just what do, what are the things that we agree on? We both like sports. Let's put on sports. That's the only way to do it. Once you start getting into your at each other's throat territory, it's hard to back off from the ledge. Well, the last time I was going to live here was when I was 22, 21, and I was moving to New York. Like I was going to try to find a place in New York while I was here. And I, <laughs> I came home. I showed up at the house. I was two hours late and I didn't call. And we got in a huge screaming match literally before I even walked in the door to move back home for three weeks. We were fighting outside of the garage. And then I moved to New York two days later without a place to live. I don't mean to be rude, but was this still back when you used to have minutes on your cell phone? This is 2007? 2008. No, it was Obama was getting elected. It was 08. Were there still okay. minutes on cell phones then? I'm sorry. You just look like shit, but I thought you are older. <laughs> Did I tell you I have celiac disease? No. I just and found... On top of it, you can't eat bread? I just found that out. I guess I wouldn't have told you because I found out a month ago. So you're annoying at restaurants now. I will be. When I go to a restaurant, I'll be the worst. But for now, I'm just sad. Yeah. Now you have to order a special macaroni and cheese. And we've been trying, like, we'll go to the store and be like, let's try this gluten-free macaroni and cheese. Let's try this pizza. And some stuff is not bad. But then I ran into this lady in a frozen food aisle. I was looking at the gluten-free bread and she was like, oh, gluten-free. If I can give you a piece of advice... Don't try to substitute in all your favorite foods because you'll develop another allergy to rice. And then I uh, planted my face through the glass window of the frozen food section and tried to cut my own throat. <laughs> she was like trying to be helpful, but it, it was infuriating in the moment for her to give no. me that advice. Yeah, because it was like it was like the second week of me going to the grocery store, and like I'm literally like shopping. I have tears in my eyes, walking through all the food I can't get. You just are, you're just saying basically to the world, I'm just going to fart all the time now. Yeah, but, but you don't do what I've been doing for. And fart all the time. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not supposed to go gluten free fully until I get back to LA and get the stomach biopsy or whatever. So that my doctor was like, this is your swan song for gluten. So enjoy it while you're home because when you come back, never again. I drank too much whiskey the other night and threw up and. Two days later, I drank whiskey again. Bomb thing. Is that your is that, is that your celiac advice for me? Is just be sick until you're dead. <laughs> you could die tomorrow. Have pizza. People's reactions have been pretty funny. I'll say like, "Oh yeah, I found out I have celiac," and they'd be like, "Oh, I'd kill myself." Like that. That's they just go straight to their own horror about what their life would look like. Like nobody's consoling right off the bat. It's definitely a bummer. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that I can't help you feel better about it. But <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to hit this ball back to me. In You're a, not paying by the hour, so I'm just going to tell you how I feel. No. Madison, you were worried in doing my podcast because you don't know shit about football, but I guess you had a cram session the last 24 hours. What did you learn about Jimmy Clausen that you can relate to? Listeners so that they, they know that you, you're very involved in the Carolina Panthers. All right. So here's what I know. I looked at his picture and 
I know that he looks exactly like someone who knows where to buy roofies. <laughs> I, you, I, I, I hate this person. You hate him. I actively don't like him. But what ha- is a strong word. And if he does in some way hear this podcast, which is possible, you would hold tight to that. If he was tweeting at us, you'd be like, still hate you. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen him? <laughs> yeah. You, you don't like his look. You, right. He doesn't have a good look. No, but there's more than that. There's more reasons to hate him. Let me hear it. Okay. All right. So I found out that he's from like a long line of quarterbacks. Specifically, like all his brothers were quarterbacks too, which is so vain. Like none of them could do anything (laughs) other than be the star of the show. And they all fizzled out by the time they, I mean, granted, they did reach the NFL. Yeah. But then just fizzled out. That's Um, a dad. I want to meet that dad. He's probably an asshole. Let's, let's see who he I mean, here he is. Like his brothers are uh, Casey I, I, and Rick. I tried to find a picture of his dad. I couldn't find a picture of his dad. I'm sure his dad got all the kids into football. I mean, that's like a thing. Oh, oh, I, I forgot something else. So um, he comes from that long line of of quarterback brothers, and it's because his parents would hold them back a year before high school so that they could be better and stand out more. I was also reading a thing about him. They were evaluating him, I guess, for the NFL draft, and they were like, he is, he was 20 as a sophomore in college. That's not a big difference if you're 30 or 32, but if you're, if it's an 18 year old versus a 20 year old, that's a huge difference to be physically bigger yeah, and how, older than the other kids. Crazy are your parents? It's like maybe they should have paid a little bit more attention because that initial signing bonus is gone. Here's the thing. They made their money. You have a window of 13 seconds to get paid before you shatter your fibula and never walk again. And you won't be able to remember your kids by the time you're 30. So the fact that his parents had the foresight to be like, hold him back so he's just like (laughs) dominating these kids in peewee football when he's 30 so he can get a lot of money right off the bat. I do respect the hustle of it. Like there is like a level to it where I'm like, oh, that's a smart move. Because they thought he was, they, they called him the, you're going to, this is going to make you love him. They called him the boy with the golden arm. <laughs> Whatever they did, they did the job of marketing him, giving him every advantage so that he could make money. Buying him a lot of hair gel. A lot of hair gel. He, dollar uh, hair gel. I read this, uh, there's a quote from him from some columnist. Uh, it says, Clausen is a jerk at times, but he's a talented and tough jerk. So that's like a description of his personality is apparently he wasn't super well liked by a lot of people. That guy was trying really hard not to call him a cunt. <laughs> oh, for five record as a starting quarterback for Carolina. That's something else he couldn't come back from. <laughs> He's worse than that. He was uh, he was one for nine in his rookie season. Then he never played for them again. It is an awesome dream job. I was thinking of it. I'm like, I get that you don't get the glory, but you get the paycheck and you don't have to do shit. You carry the jock straps. You could, I mean, you still like, I'm sure he gets hit in practice, you get hit in practice and stuff, but there's no question there's less wear and tear on your body overall if you just don't ever play. League minimum salary is like, you're getting paid like you're a doctor for a year. It's a good situation to be like a decent backup quarterback. 
Yeah, just getting drafted to the NFL is crazy. Where in North Carolina are you from again? Like, how close were you to Charlotte, where the Panthers were? So I lived in Waxhaw, which is 35 minutes if you drive like me, 45 minutes if you drive like someone else. Did you ever go to a game or anything? Yeah, I went, I went to games with my dad. I was boring because I couldn't drink yet. How old were you? Like 14. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, you, did you have that thought when you were there? Or you have that thought now retroactively? Or you're a 14-year-old just being like, these fucking prudes won't let me down a <laughs> bottle of Jack? No, I mean, if my if my parents were both from North Carolina, they probably would have given me a beer. I was just looking around like, this seems like it sucks unless you're hammered. It's better to watch on TV for me. Like, I think I, I can tolerate that. I just, I, being there kind of sucks. Yeah, that's fair. I remember it was, uh, used to be Erickson Stadium, named after Erickson Cell Phones. And then it was uh, Bank of America. I don't know what it is now. But yeah, I used to, so I, I lived in South Carolina when I was a kid. So I remember just, oh. is that bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Florida of the Carolinas. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't realize I stepped into like a, a briar patch of North Carolina, South Carolina rivalry when I invited you on the show. I like, I liked it, but I was eight years old. But I, I thought it was. Um, You're probably smarter than everyone. No, I was dumber than everyone because I kept changing schools. God, in South Carolina, I was coming from a school in Germany, so I might have been the dumb kid in that class. Well, then so, you would have been really good at football. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I actually tried to play football, and then my mom pulled me out because she read something about people getting concussions. She was like, Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. real fun. My, my fiance played in college, so it's just really exciting to think that the CTE could kick in at any time. He could strangle me in my sleep. <laughs> Or, or let's be fair. He, he could also bludgeon you with a hammer. There's a lot of ways it could kick in. So let's not. I try to keep the hammers up high. <laughs> I don't think it's like a switch. Like you're like, good night, honey. And then you wake up like the Manchurian candidate and murder the person next to you. I think there's a slow progression, but it would, it would be funny if you just, you just turns on like you're a robot in this singularity and you just start attacking <laughs> people yeah, that you I live like with. It, I like it better how I said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, also another thing. So the only time that people liked him was in college. Notre Dame. Yep. I didn't know that. It seems crazy to me, but Notre Dame, like I watched the dang Hunchback movie thinking it's like a really <laughs> old, like, I thought it was in New England. I had no idea that Notre Dame is actually in Indiana. Indiana. Wait. South Bend. When did you did you Indiana. watch did you watch the Hunchback? Just today. Did you watched it today? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> for research. <laughs> Wait, your research for the Jimmy Clausen like, oh, episode was to watch the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> oh my god, that is so amazing. I, I mean, is there anything from the movie you'd like to share with the listeners? I can't really I, all I remember is that he used to hop on the thing and swing. A lot. And I'm sure the message is no. like, somebody should still fuck him, even though he's the hunchback. Well, I don't think <laughs> no one should fuck him. But I think Esmeralda <laughs> did give him a hand job as a the goodness of her gypsy heart. Is she a gypsy in it? Yeah. I don't remember. I, 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 that's a movie I don't remember that well. Okay. You don't get sad. You can, you just watched it apparently. So. <laughs> I 
don't know. Esmeralda is a really sexy gypsy, which should get you on the gypsy side. She's fun. She's colorful. The Catholic Church hates the gypsies. Okay. And they're the bad guy. And the hunchback saves Esmeralda's life. And she gave him a squeezer in the sewer. <laughs> Good for Quasimodo, right? He's been working a hard job and not getting a lot of appreciation for it. That, he deserves to get choked off once or twice. By a really hot gypsy. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I'm saying, though, that the actual one is in Indiana, which is fucking nuts to me because I looked up that town, like seeing what else it has a claim to fame for. And in a top five list of things to do in South Bend, Indiana, is the Studebaker Museum. So okay. it seems really weird for such a prestigious school to be right beside the Studebaker Museum. Is, and that's it. I'm trying to, I, I know South Bend is also famous now because uh, Pete uh, Buddha, Buddha Judge, Buddha Judge, whoever that guy is, um, is like, was like the mayor there. Now he's making sure buses are where they need to be for the White House. I don't fucking know. Oh, did he? Oh, like he got a job? Biden. Yeah, he's a transportation dude. I actually don't know what it means. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I know that I liked Andrew Yang when he was running, and then once he was out, I, I cared a lot less. I was like, $1,000 a month sounds awesome. I'm really behind that. And when that didn't work, I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah, I was behind him when he promised everyone a pony as well. Oh, my. Madison, I'm not supposed to talk politics Dad. on the podcast. <laughs> dad, dad. dad. You, you will see, actually, you're in the perfect position right now to see my dad come down the stairs. So if we do keep talking politics, he will descend from right there. <laughs> He'll poke his head out from around. I'm trying to I'm think. Just saying, I just I can't believe that's where Notre Dame is. They sucked when he was the quarterback there because historically it's Notre Dame supposed to be like one of the best college programs in the country, but I don't think they were that good when he was there. But I don't even know if that was his fault. Like the team just kind of, he happened to be there when the team was not very good. But his story, the Jimmy Clausen story, is really a story of like somebody just getting pretty lucky. I hate him. Yeah, I, I can tell you're not a, I can tell you're not a big Jimmy Clausen fan. But, I, I watched the plays that were supposedly like amazing and it, the best game that he played was against Hawaii. Like who gives a shit? <laughs> I like, uh, I like the Hawaii football team. They, uh, their nickname is the, or their moniker is the rainbow warriors. And so like, I don't know why, but as a kid, I thought it was an all gay football team. I was very disappointed to find out that's just, you know, cause Hawaii has a lot of rainbows. <laughs> I went to Hawaii like for a long, my parents lived in Hawaii. I don't think I met a gay Hawaiian, which now that I'm saying it out loud bums me out. Also, if we're going to talk about mascots, the fighting Irish. Yeah, but they've, redundant. They've, <laughs> they've done, a, they've tried to like really um, rebrand that as not drunk Irish people fighting. Uh, now they've, Hey dad, what's going on? <laughs> I told you you'd see him. Uh, I'm recording the podcast, so uh, you know, make as much noise as you want. I was gonna say I like the Hawaii football team a lot, just because apparently, like, they have to fly a thousand miles to play anybody. To play sports at that school basically means you just live on a plane for four years and just keep flying back and forth from Hawaii to the West Coast. Very it's, much 
very much like Hawaii's uh, education. Um, Hawaii State, when you play football, you get none of it. Oh. My mom was a substitute teacher there, and she said kids would come skateboarding into class, light up cigarettes, and tell her to fuck off. I don't know if I've heard a better endorsement of Hawaii than you can tell your teacher to fuck off. Does it? No, it sounds like many things. It sounds it sounds like it'd be cool for a week, and then when you realize you're 20 years old and you can't spell your own name, it probably sucks. Well, for a moment, you feel like it's like Bart Simpson, but it's yeah, cool. sure. Like, Eat my shorts, man. No, the reality. Sorry, my dad's backing up a semi truck. Um, you, you, I know that you think that I absolutely hate football. I used to watch it with my dad. I hate the fans when I'm at a bar. I feel like it ruins Sundays. But you remember I did break my finger playing. I don't know if I should tell that many more people what happened, but playing adult flag football. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to reference your basketball career, but that's right. You broke it playing adult flag football. I remember that. I never broke my finger playing an actual thing <laughs> Well, that, that I know of. I think maybe. One of my fingers is crooked, but I thought it was a sprain. Anyway, I fractured my finger. I was playing adult flag football. And if that tells you anything about football fans, they took it so seriously that somebody broke my fucking finger. I what, hate them. How did they, was it, were you trying to catch a pass? Did someone tackle you? Like what happened? At this point, I'm not even sure. I just do got to say that. Oh, fuck. I, I just remember what happened. A dude tied his belt like so that you couldn't get the flag off. And I had the flag in my hand. It wrapped around my finger and broke it because he was cheating. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. I, I was in a flag football league when I was single. And it was it was good for what it was, which was trying to hook up with girls. Like, I enjoyed it. And there was... There was you joined a flag football team to hit on girls. The flag football team that I was in, everyone was a fucking moose except me. Everyone was a fucking moose. I don't know. I, I, like, as, I did it for two seasons. This is Hollywood, baby. I did it for two seasons. I had a, I had a good experience. That's. I'll, I'll be a gentleman. I remember there well, was a kiss mooses until I understand that. Oh my god! Come on, Madison. It's twenty twenty. I was lucky to be with that moose. Um. <laughs> No, I, there was a dude that we played both seasons that was like such an asshole. He had, he taped the plays to his wrist like he's Peyton Manning. Oh, we had whole teams that were like that. We had one, I mean, you could, the place I was in New York, it was like, you could choose how serious you took it. It was like five, four, three, two, one, and you chose. And I think I chose like two, which was like, I didn't want to not keep score, but I wanted it to, again, I was there to like, I was single. That's why I was there. So nobody in our league took it seriously except for this one single. <laughs> go on, sorry. This one dude clearly like didn't read the instructions and he meant to go to like the Nazi league and instead he signed up for like our like we're just fucking around league. And so he would he would tape the plays. He was his team's quarterback. He would like scream at the women that wouldn't like know how to run like a hitch. And we're like, dude, what are you doing? He would like, he would like drill the ball into like tight windows and people would get like hit in the face with the ball. Like he was an asshole. It would have been. These and it, are all the personalities of people that couldn't actually get to where they wanted to. So they're taking it out on adult football, <laughs> adult 
flag football. That was my experience with all these people that played community college and stuff. Sure. Yeah, so I mean. I guess now that I'm thinking of it, it's the same kind of vanity that makes people hate Clawson. He is pretty hated. There's no question that just researching him a little bit. I don't think people in Carolina like him. When he was at the Bears, I looked up his press conferences and all the comments are like, Oh, the dark days. Oh, I tried to hang myself with a belt while he was quarterback. Like nobody's fondly remembering when Jimmy Clausen was the starting quarterback. So yeah, I called my dad. I was like, Do you remember Jimmy Clausen? He was like, No. Is your dad a big football fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he didn't even stick out. He was He didn't play very long for the Panthers. Like he didn't play very many games. Just as obviously not memorable because my dad gave a shit. It was just the one season, and then they drafted Cam Newton the year Cam after. Newton and then was the next year, yeah. But yeah, Cam Newton was amazing and obviously beat out our boy Jimmy Clausen right away. I saw like a thing where like when he announced he was going to uh, Notre Dame, he, he pulled up in a limo. He like oh, rented like a Hummer, a, limo. a Hummer limo. Yeah. No, no, he definitely has some douchey vibes. I can't, I can't deny it. You know, I, a lot of this podcast is me sticking up for these guys, but. You know, you, you came out with your knives ready to cut up Jimmy Clausen. You know, I didn't I, mean to. It's, 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 it's how you feel. You're not a fan. He also objectively was terrible. I just, I'm, I'm looking up right now if he was a fraternity dude. You know, I started a fraternity. Some of us are good people. You're not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Madison, I am a good person. I'm, I, I have a, a rough shell. But within that, I wasn't saying that you were a douchebag. But I'm not a good person. Have you heard the things you say? <laughs> I forget that you've been listening to me develop my act for two years, so you probably do know, person. <laughs> the other day, I was um, I was talking with my wife, and I was like, I don't think I'm that smart. And she was like, Yeah, absolutely, you're not. And I was like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like looking for an immediate agreement. It was more of a fishing for a compliment type of scenario. And she was like, no, I don't mean like that. I just mean like, you know, like you, you, you know, you get very sleepy when you read. I'm like, yeah, this is all true. Yeah. Uh, sleepy when you read. I get very sleepy when I read. I, I will read and I'll listen to like smart podcasts. I'll watch smart TV shows. What's a smart podcast? I was doing like global world news for a little bit so I could like, you know, know what was going on in Ethiopia um, and then forget it immediately and also have no one to talk to about it. So that's why I stopped. Oh, I, I thought you I thought you would write a 30 minute set about that. About global news. What's going on in Ethiopia? Oh, I should have. Well, I'm, I'm trying to read the book Sapiens right now, which I feel like is a smart read, but it's taking me a year and a half because the guy won't stop complaining about the agricultural revolution. And it's just like, I get it, dude. You don't like that we built cities. When I read, I do pick a very, I try to pick stuff that's like homework. Like I don't like read Dan Brown books. I'll read like Ulysses or something. Or I'll pick something in Latin. Like I give myself projects when it comes to reading. That's probably why I get sleepy is because I'm not reading enjoyable stuff. You're not getting graded. I don't, I don't know why. My wife's like, let me buy you like uh, the Hardy Boys or something. <laughs> she wants to start me on Let me your dress. You got a whole boatload of Daniel Steele coming your way. You're going to love it. 
don't know. Recommend me a book Wait, if, if you how, got one. How far are you in Infinite Jest? In Infinite Jest? I read... Um, like oh, sorry. You go. Oh, I'm done now. <laughs> I was going to say I read... Uh, I did read Animal Farm recently. But that's, that's a quick book, but it's like, a, I feel like that's a pretty smart a book. That's a good book. That's a really good book. It was, it's that's yeah. easy to read. I will work harder. And I think, am I that horse? You're not working that hard. I am not, working. Same, no. It's not the same as, they're trying to like com, compare it to like working for Amazon for nothing. And you just keep working and working and working, hoping you'll move up in the ranks and it doesn't happen. And then it's blue. Yeah. It's like a criticism of like totalitarian Marxist russia or whatever it's good highly recommend to bring, bring in the backups podcast people out there this podcast gives its full endorsement to the book animal farm pick it up i know you've been on the fence for the last 70 years since it's been published animal farm we think it's a good book <laughs> everyone's reading 70 years and we're saying to you it, it's a good book <laughs> we like it it's a solid book what do you think about the panthers uniforms I don't think I give a shit. That's the, mo that's the most honest answer anybody's given on this podcast. We should probably just end it on that. <laughs> I like I like that they have a severed, it's a severed panther head. They beheaded a panther as it was about to strike and then made that their logo. Again. All right. Okay. We I, we got it the first time. Uh, no, I just, I don't, I don't have, I don't. I never thought about it and I'm still thinking about it and I can't think of anything to say about it. Here's the thing. You don't say something you don't feel you, you don't give a shit. And that's, that's totally valid. Thank you for your acceptance of my feelings. <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to hear you. I wanted to validate <laughs> those feelings and going to therapy during the pandemic. And I've, I've you had to let people express themselves and not take it personally. I'm I'm here to hear your feelings, Madison. Thank you for doing the show. Is there somewhere uh, people should go to find your uh, your comedy, your content, or anything like that? Well, I got this wonderful couch. Uh, that's where I'll be until this pandemic ends because I'm not doing an outdoor comedy show and I'm not going to do a Zoom comedy show. Uh, so if you want to hang out, give me a call. I'll be on the couch. If you want to watch a Gilmore Girls episode that you have in your heart. My pee has not been the right color in 10 months. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Madison, thanks for doing the show. It's good to have you. <laughs> good to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to the show. To hear more Bring in the Backups or help us grow, please subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a written five-star review. Or subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. For info on the show or how to see Eric live, visit erichelwig.com to hop on the newsletter.